you're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. And tonight, we're continuing our Alien Retrospective series with Ridley Scott's prequel, Prometheus. You have no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian Elkins. With me tonight, Mr. Jeremy Benson. Thanks for having me back. And returning guest from Inherit Media, Mr. Jared Callen. What's up, y'all? How's it going? We're here tonight to talk a Ridley Scott's Prometheus, the sequel Prequel. to Alien. Prequel. Prequel Prequel. to Alien. That's right. Sorry. It's confusing, man. I've got freaking sequels. This franchise kind of got a little crazy. Went off to Alien Resurrection, AVPs, and now we're in prequel territory. But you know it's immediately you know it's an alien movie because they do that weird little stick thing with the uh, with the with the title where it just like, and this one's really awkward because it's got a bunch of S's and shit in it so it just kind of like it like half fades in the S is like Prometheus it's really weird you know it's a it's a good title though it, it rolls off your tongue and it's easy to spell it's, it's you spell it exactly like it sounds you don't have to like try to like spell the imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus write that one out three times you're not gonna get it right once it had a good trailer. Oh man, it had a oh, great trailer. Great music, great trailer. Yeah, it had that uh, awesome sound effect from the alien. That uh, what is it? That wow or whatever that bizarre sound effect it does. If you know what, which sound trailer, effect is it? You know the alien. Do it. Beeping. Like, say it. How does it sound? <laughs> Damn it! No, I'm not doing it again now. <laughs> Michael Winslow, make the noise. <laughs> are you seeing this? Whatever that probe is picking up, it's reading life form. What do you mean a life form? Oh, the head. They're changing. Changing into what? It's moving. These things moving. What is that? There's a ship. They're leaving. To go where? Earth. We were so wrong. Take us home! Where's that door open? Cut it out! Cut it out! 
this came out 2012. Pretty, pretty big deal. Ridley Scott returning to the Alien franchise. Spoiler warning. Uh, I'm going to throw that out right now as well. If you haven't seen this, be warned. Did you guys see this when it came out in theaters? No. Yes. You I saw it? it for the first time yesterday. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's right. I knew that. You said that last time when you were on Alien. Yeah. I forgot. Did you guys, uh, did you see it in 3D, Benson? No. Was the shot 3D? Dude, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was uh, one of the. I don't know if it was one of the first you know, with honestly, the red 3Ds, but yeah, it was the oh, red 3D awesome. rig. Honestly, I can't remember if I saw it in 3D or not. Man, this was one of those movies that was. I think this is number two. Like the only other film I can think of that the 3D was really awesome in was uh, Avatar. The depth. I mean, I just it looked great. So maybe that's why they did some of those shots at the beginning because I was like really impressed with this how, how what the scale of the ship was to the people and they're doing these really cool shots like through the uh, through the windshield and you can see everyone standing at their at their post but then the the windshield of the ship is farther forward and you can kind of feel the depth of it like into the ship and then like it actually gave you a great scale on how actually large it is. This is really cool shots like kind of going beside like say if you're driving down the, down the street and you look over to the car next to you it's the same as there you're kind of like at that. Uh, POV going through the, the passenger side window and you could see how deep it is. And they did a really good job of like creating the scale of the ship as it's going in for its landing and all that. Are, are you talking about, you're talking about the Prometheus ship? The Prometheus ship okay, la- okay. landing onto the planet. Uh, you know, we were all expecting for the ship to explode as it, as it lands. Uh, right. And the, that's even, what ships do yeah, when they like, land. Even, even the crew, <laughs> even the crew was like, oh shit. <laughs> we're landing. <laughs> we're landing. Everybody buckle up. You know, like, holy shit, this thing may explode. <laughs> You know, but back in the day, before no, no. The, the Nostromo, they, they could make ships. They yeah. knew how to land Thir- 30 planet. years from now, ships are going to be terrible. <laughs> Our tech just goes to shit. I hope they explain that where our CRTs coming back in. You know, we don't have LED lights anymore. We don't have all these cool shit. You know, we can't even land the fucking ship. <laughs> Apple went bankrupt in between Prometheus. <laughs> I think there's and a 30-year alien. gap. I, I think that's what the, the time, time frame is from this and Alien. Yeah, something like and that. And the dollar recovers. They're still, no, they're talking about credits so much in this. Well, there's a, there's a part in um, Aliens where they mention, I can't remember if it's $50 million or $30 million, but this expedition's going to be $30 million or $50 million, and this one's a trillion dollars. Yeah. And it's like, wait a minute. Dollar recovers its <laughs> ass off. <laughs> well, they just, what they made it, they, they can do things cheaper. It's the future. Things are cheaper they, to make. Yeah, they got better technology. Yeah. The silicon chip the size of a sperm. I'm telling you, they're tiny. Yeah, I, I don't know if I like that with the, you know, when you watch them back to back, you watch Prometheus, you watch Alien, and I don't I don't like all the holograms, and they, it kind of feels out of place. Like, I know what they were going for with, like, like the Prometheus supposed to be, like, more of a scientific ship, and it's all about discovery and exploration. Nostromo wasn't. I still think you should have, like, some of the same technology. It, yeah. it It's like watching when you watch the Star Wars prequels compared to the original trilogy. You're like, wait a minute, this stuff looks, like, slick. And- right. And and why why can uh, why why does R two D two have a uh, have, have like booster packs on his side where he can fly around but he doesn't do that in the other movies when that would be really fucking helpful he got his memory erased he was like <laughs> okay. I, yeah, I, just, yeah, I yeah. forgot about him yeah so did Obi Wan Kenobi can't can't remember anybody either so I mean like you know, <laughs> I don't remember owning any droids fuck you they were with you for like three <laughs> movies man <laughs> you've you've had them since you were like sixteen <laughs> we've we've gone through this but like. <laughs> Before we get going, what are y'all's opinions of this movie? Let, let, let's get that on like the basis of this conversation. Like, do you like this movie? Do you not like this movie? Would you recommend movie? someone to watch it? There you go. Ooh. All right, I'll start. All right. Like, you go, go my ahead. personal opinion of this movie is I like parts of it. I want to like it. Right. 
I like some of the ideas. I like some of the like premises that they're they're going on. Some of the scenes are cool, but I don't really feel like everything fits together. It's almost like I need to take a break while watching the movie. Okay, right. I'm done with my smart science fiction movie. Now I'm going to watch the monster science fiction movie. Okay, right. I don't know. Yeah, no, it, it feels that way. It's it's somewhere like around the forty or fifty minute mark. It shifts gears. Yeah, totally. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with just a monster movie. I'm okay with a smart sci-fi movie. But how this movie... And I'm, I'm okay, okay with, with a smart sci-fi monster movie. Yeah, but how this movie like breaks it up and... Maybe that's how they hang you, keep yeah, you to hang on for that second hour. It's like they paced it really slowly like the original Alien film all the way through that first part. Uh, yeah, actually, remember how, remember how I was saying that you don't they can't make movies that are slow and, and like that anymore? They fucking did. You know, in this movie, it's it's slow. It drags it, at the beginning. They they, they take some time panned. to set some stuff up. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think it's slow, man. I think really? like, yeah, I think everything oh, moves really fast. Like he doesn't hang on those shots like he does in Alien. I don't feel that way. Even like when David, when he's going around the ship in the beginning, I can see what you're saying. You like, know, it's like he's throwing in a lot of scenes in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to like an Alien. They wake up, they're at a planet, and they find a ship. Right. And this, you know, a blue dude disintegrates, humans are born, we find this map, we go to space. You know, there's a lot of shit Yeah, they, 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 they do cram a lot more story in. But I, I did, like I said, I didn't feel like they were trying to rush too quickly getting into it. It's definitely not like MTV cut. Let's get right. to the monster stuff. Because there was, uh, and it's, 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 it is completely gorgeous, and they do a really great job of setting the tone like they have these amazing like vista shots of the very thing like gorgeous movie. It's like everything oh, yeah. on it's yeah. phenomenally phenomenally shot. Like but, overall, like or not like? I like it. I, I think it's it, it's a good movie. It has some problems with you know, it has a lot of problems. I liked it. Uh, I think that when the shit finally hits the fan and we start to actually get a pace with the film, is like as far as like uh, ramping the arc up and everything. I think that they move a little too quickly to get to these, some of these points because uh, some shit. I don't know if we, if we want to jump that far ahead, but some things happen that you're just like, whoa, what the fuck? So may, maybe they're trying to make you feel like the like the uh, like the characters be like, oh shit, things are happening. We have all this build up, and oh, here's this wrap up. Let's just wrap it up. You know what I mean? It, it just, does it have just, that feeling. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Now, I remember the first time I saw it being very engaged in the beginning and then sort of let down by the end. Second time I saw it, I watched it with my son. I think he was about six at that time. He enjoyed it, so I was like, okay, cool. Maybe this was better than I thought it would be. Right. Watching it for, with you the other night, I, I thought it was a little boring. I, mean, I don't. I, I, first time I saw it, can entertain from start to finish. When the end happens and the credits roll... I just remember you being pissed. Well, I was like, wait a minute, that's that's the end? I thought we were going somewhere else. Right. Like they, they build it up like something's about to happen. Yeah, like I thought we were just getting going and the I movie's over. Like you having like super hatred to this movie, but I also know that you always come back around and... Well, this... This movie does not... I think my major problem with it is it doesn't obey its own rules. It sets up rules and in a in this universe doesn't obey any of them. And if you show me one thing and then you show me the same yeah. thing again and give me a different result, I need to know why. Right. I don't, Visually or have a character tell me, I, I need to be able to figure it out somehow. I think this movie suffers from sequels. Uh, it's from sequel syndrome in that they know they knew that they wanted to make sequels so they don't feel like they have to tell you a complete story. You know, because you're completely left open. But when you look back at something like Star Wars, 
Yeah, each each one of those original Star Wars films are, is a self-contained story in themselves. Like you can't watch this movie, really. I mean, you watch this movie, and you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like, like, like uh, you know, I, I can tell you, I can tell you in broad strokes what's what happens, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, and I, I kind of have a theory on why some of the things happened from the um, engineers' point of view. I, I think I have an I have a an idea of why they did what they did. Uh, and I have a, and I think it's kind of cool that also we'll get to it in a minute. My, my theory on, on where the aliens come from, kind of, they're showing the lineage of how that particular alien that we all know and love was birthed at the end. I mean, that's the thing I do like about the movie. It is smart sci-fi. Like there's a lot you can dig into here and get a bunch of different meetings from like, just the name Prometheus. Like, yes, it's the ship. And then you have Wayland who is pretty much uh, the modern day Prometheus. He's making an Android. Uh, like Prometheus makes um, mankind, gives him fire, but does not make woman. <laughs> that's true. Uh, again. Okay. Look, that's a very valid point because his daughter, right. He disowns and David, there you go. I mean, it, he really, Scott does layer the story very well. And I do <clears throat> find new things. And I, you see. know, it, watching it three times, I hate to admit it, but I never caught the, she can't have kids, but then kind of the connection between like the Christ story and and her getting pregnant by the goo and the story of Christ where he's born from the virgin birth and right. makes her pregnant with Mary pregnant with Jesus. And, right. <clears throat> and in this, she can't have babies. The black goo makes her pregnant with a new species that right. will eventually become... Well, no, no, that that new species it, that that didn't become. Uh, so basically, there there are these there are these things. The the architects or engineers, or whatever they create us, right? right? They send us off to our own world. Which I my my theory is that they they did that for for us to prep that world for them. So basically, we get that uh, terraformed and, and and cohabitation ready. Right. So basically, and then they're going to come there and wipe us out, and then they hey they got a new place. So basically, we, we're the little worker bees to go and create their world for them. So but so that so but we come back to them, hook up with another species from a different planet. Which this is not the same planet as the original Alien movie planet. No. Which they should have set it on that same planet. That's fucking weird. But anyway, so anyways, so we 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 hook we hook up with with a with a with a creature there, right? We create this new squid thing. That squid thing. Uh, ends up saving her at the end when one of the uh, engineers comes down, and then between them they create the new. So that that squid thing right. that was a hybrid of of something there and her, which is which is the der- derivative of the engineers, uh, ends up mating with an engineer, quote right. unquote, and then that creates the alien that we know of today with the, with the weird head thing and all that. I, guys, I, I really don't think that uh, the creature at the end that they label the deacon. At the very end of Prometheus, we're really into spoilers here, but at the very end... The, you already said it's, we're going to have spoilers. Yeah, yeah fuck it. <laughs> yeah. But the, when the Deacon pops out, uh, I mean, that's that's not on the same planet as Alien. No, it's not. No. It's a separate planet. Um, I, yeah, I don't think that's the alien species at all. It looks like it, though. It's got the, it's got it the looks long, elongated head, it's got the, the long arms with the gremlin hands. I, I think got, it's you know, a version of it. I mean, in Alien 3... It's not on the same planet. In Alien 3... How's that thing going to get off? When it comes from a dog... It takes on the shapes of the dogs. This thing took on parts of. I yeah, I don't. That big blue that, man. That, that awesome, but you know, it does have the same blood type. The acid when they when they it cuts it, they cut the thing's head off when it's got him in the thing. And it, I mean, I th- I think this is like uh, showing us a, a glimpse of how an alien gets made, but I don't I don't think this is how the alien gets. I don't think this yeah. is the, the, the ones alien. from yeah. Alien, but I think it's like the same. I think I think this evolutionary is like, animal. 
Right. Yeah, it, it's like a similar process. Like, I think this black goo is going to somehow get in contact with another life form, and that's going to make the alien. Um, why? And, like, what's really weird that the black goo I, I stuff what, is, is in those canisters that are kind of set up like eggs. They, 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 you know, if you think about the way the eggs look, it's like you've got a minefield of eggs. Now you've got a minefield of these canisters. So did the architect, uh, engineer, I think engineers, right? And did the engineers, like, create this goo, and then they, they are they are incubating it in these cylinders. It's, you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't really understand where that's coming from. Well, so do you, I don't either. Oh, well, oh, like, yeah. like they, they, they poured all the black goo in these cylinders? So, yeah, like, they, they say it's a, what is it, a weapon? They say it's weapons. Well, there's, <clears throat> there's one theory that the engineers are obviously coming back to Earth. So there's one theory in that they're coming to kill everybody on Earth. Oh, no, they're coming to kill to everybody. To kill the creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so they say that. That with well, the black glue is a is a DNA manipulating substance. Yeah, some kind of mutant engine from like so, Chinese mutant ninja turtles. <laughs> how do we know they're not like another, the other theory is how do we know they're not coming to Earth to change us into something else? Maybe they are. I mean, obviously, I that's mean, what it would they're... kill us in the process. Yeah, but... I mean, the, the idea is that they're coming to kill us. I, I would say yes, it's going to change us because that's what that black goo does. It kind of makes you wonder what are these tall albino people up to. I know, all I know is they're giant, and they look kind of like the Silver Surfer, and they're badass. I want to know why they had uh, problems on their base. What happened? Like, I think, was, it, I think, was it an outbreak, or were they I think it's got to be an alien. I think they've got to have... Well, you show them you, running. Like, they, they, they have the, these weird, like... You see certain with, like, holes in their heads and holes in their chest. Like, I think they ran across an alien. That's why there's a big painting of it on the wall. Have, have you guys played Dark Souls? What, what, okay, <laughs> that, okay that, that's... That's one thing I really, I really disliked in the, the the production design is is that they put that alien on that wall, as it's some kind of a mural uh, that they're worshiping, it's and even it's in even that chair, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like in a, some cro- uh, like a cross crucifix position. Uh, when the dude touched the the black goo, the, the mural changed. It like it all like morphed into something else. Yeah, why is that on the wall? Okay, I think that's what mythology. was killing them. Well, why would that be? Uh, why would you put that up on on your wall, though? Like, I mean, like in in a room that is obviously designed as some kind of worship chamber. I mean, it's not like it, you, there's a part later in the room in the I movie mean, where you see all the canisters and they're stacked, right? And they they say like, oh, this is that's when they get the idea. This is you know, these are weapons of mass destruction. This black goo canisters, but in this one them. room, it's in a there's a giant head in the middle, and all the canisters are very strategically placed. And there's all this artwork all over the place, on the ceiling, on the wall. And there's this alien next to this green rock. In order for the alien Man, to get I, born... It makes my head hurt trying to think about it. For the alien to get born in this film, a human had to be drugged or poisoned with the black goo. Mm-hmm. He had to have sex with a woman. She had to give birth. That thing had to impregnate an engineer, and then something popped out. When the hell did that ever happen? Ever? <laughs> well, we don't know, man. This happened 2,000 years before we arrived. A lot yeah. of things could have happened. I know, but what I'm saying is... Maybe like, a how tall, did... Maybe there was a blue woman who <laughs> got it on with a dude who accidentally got some blue in his mouth, and then she had a... Little lizard, and then the lizard got into another dude, and then there's an xenomorph running around killing the shit out of people. We but, don't know. How, how, yeah, how do you how do you get the person in there? Because you have and to have the human DNA. Maybe right? the 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 painting thing on the wall, like a hologram thing, like this is what killed him, and it's trying to tell him, look for this, because it does change. Yeah. Well, no, it's not a hologram. They show their holograms or those like dot I matrix. Think it's the goo making the form. The form. It's actually up there, and it kind of like it. 
it changes. It it, uh, it it's morphs. it's whatever because it, at it, one point weird. David looks he he touches some of the gooey stuff on the wall and says this is he says something like it's interesting or some sort of like technology in that not the black goo but in the gooey shit on the wall. Is that because and so because he actually touched it? Is it his? It, are are they? Now, um, controlling is that, is that why he goes and poisons the other guy? Is because he was manipulated by touching it, or is he in cahoots with uh, Waylon? Waylon tells him, "Try it on the try it on." Okay, one so on so one. so that that's why he like really blatantly like if you hand me your drink and you stick your finger in it and, and hand it to me like that, I'm be like, dude, I don't want that. <laughs> like, do that when I'm not looking, you know? But like, he, was also, he was right he was in drunk. his face. Yeah, but still, and and it's David like, did ask him, "How far would you?" How far would you go to get those what, uh, answers? You know that, which was great. You know, he actually he he, he did give him, he gave him an out. He was like, "Hey, man!" Like, <laughs> but at know. the same time, that's not exactly fair. <laughs> like, if I came to you today and said, "Brian, what would you do for what a would, What would you do if you could edit Star Wars Episode Nine? Oh man! And you, dude, I'd do anything. And then I went, "All right, cool." And then I started like. You know, <laughs> killing your family, you'd be like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> well, you said anything." <laughs> but I, I think that David has the only actual uh, character arc in the whole movie because you don't really see. I mean, are you, are you seeing anybody else having a, a an actual storyline besides? No, yeah, Shaw's no. character doesn't sh- change. No, nobody's character changes. Yeah, well, uh, David, David, David has a, David has a uh, has a through line in our eyes. You know, he he kind of has his own thing that he's going through, but we see him change as as our perception of him. Changes. Well, yeah, I mean, like once Waylon's dead, he's free, so he yeah. can then help her. He yeah, he's the only character that goes through any sort of change. So it makes me think that he's other than the alien gonna, blue goo, blue, black goo stuff. He will survive throughout the next movie, or you know, throughout the next movie or two. I think. No, yeah, he's in the next one. This is a dumb question, but are they giant blue people or giant white people? I think they're giant white people, just with a blue tent. The uh, I don't know they're kind of blue because I've always like I always thought they were blue. They're kind of trans translucent. When I was when I was reading when I was reading about it online, they were called what giant albinos. Yeah, and I started thinking about it. I was thinking about that blue 20th Century Fox logo. I'm like, wait, could are they white and they just tinted the movie blue so they look light blue? I think they're white. Mm. They're whitish. Yeah, the make the makeup looks kind of whitish when you you look at it behind the scenes. You it does look kind of white, but I I do like that transparentness. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of see like a little bit under the skin. All right, the beginning of the movie, the guys, the blue dude, white dude, whatever, the albino seems like he's uh, sacrificing himself on Earth to create life on Earth. Splits his body open in a really gnarly way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we get we, and we go down to the molecular level of all the the, the So is, is are they like day. so at that point are they like the total hippie culture of all life is life and I'm going to be part of life and yeah like transplants it's like uh, DNA into our world. I don't know. Was he expecting that to happen though? It seemed like he was a little surprised. Yeah, and the other thing is, is well, I think the... he was expecting it to happen. They dropped him off, and he strategically opens the thing. But and... there's two things in that beginning scene that make it really stand out as bizarre. Number one, the ship is different from all the other ships you see in the movie from the engineers. And two, is that the same substance that's in the ship that they call the weapons of mass destruction, the blue goo? I mean, the I black it goo? Was. It, it, it's in a different container, It, it is, and it, it looked a little different, too. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was the same substance, just in a, little, a different little, like... But why is it in a different shot. container? 
Well, I don't know. I know. It's just you like, can get wine in different containers. Well, I know, but like you can get plutonium in different. But containers. if you're showing, <laughs> but if you're the filmmaker and you're showing me that, and it's in a different container, why are you showing me it's in a different container? Like, hopefully, Ridley Scott's not like I just want to show it in a different container because it looks cool. Because that would be really stupid. Well, maybe that's the personal shot version, and this is the <laughs> destroy a city shot version. <laughs> I don't know. To they're, me, they're it, accessorized. It's it a little nicer. To me, it almost canister. seems like a different. <laughs> And I'm I'm completely theorizing on this, but we're we're talking about a species like hundreds of thousands of years apart. Like at the beginning, they're just now putting DNA onto Earth. He's in a robe, very non-military. But then later, or is it a different s- faction? Different faction or different? You know, like later, that same species is in these like bone looking suits and different ships because i mean to me it's either a different faction or over time their philosophy changed or they just didn't think about it when they made the first one and they had to kind of make it match the thing that was in that weird telescope room you know so they had to kind of match that because it totally ended up in that so you know (laughs) star mapper kind of thing i I mean i think you know you're, you're there's a lot of time for that that species to evolve as well. So tying yeah. that to that is concrete. Would I don't think you can do that. Well, I think he's showing you that for a there, reason. He's obviously showing it for a reason. I but think there's like what a, the reason is. I have no idea. I, I well, I think that like that's the, the way I picture it. It's like that's the scientific group of engineers, and then there's a military group. Yeah, this is like some militant group that's broken off into their own little faction. So maybe in the next one we'll find out there was like a war. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that's when when Fifield goes along and he's searching the corridors in the ship and there's like that all the dead bodies and everything and they make some Holocaust line. Yeah, you know it's like I think all those guys got cornered by the other group of engineers and they put them down and they just left this facility because if there was an alien, I would think that we would see something other than just dead bodies. Right. Well, why does you know the captain I mean? at the moment not give a shit? He's like, do you, I don't know if you're seeing what we see down here. He's like, oh, I'm going to go fuck Charlize Theron real quick, guys. Yeah, well, dude, and you, you just answer. answered your own question. Like, <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, like, he, he, totally, he totally pops up on the screen. You got bodies piled up, and he's like, all right, have a good night, guys. <laughs> good luck. He yourself is like, look, I got better things to do. Charlize Theron, 10 minutes, all right? Come on. I, I think he looked at it as, you know what? There ain't shit I can do to help them, and... She said 10 minutes. Yeah, man. You're on your own, guys. I said I'd come get you in the morning. <clears throat> I think he was wasted in this movie. Uh, he's, the, the captain does yeah. nothing the entire fucking movie, man. He's just kind of like hanging out. He's, he, he, is he does there. sell it, though. He is yeah, there for the simple purpose. One, saying the line of, this is a military facility, and those are weapons of mass destruction. <laughs> and two... Fly that ship into that thing and knock Those it down. Those guys are way too happy, man. They're all like, yeah, let's kill ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be more like Charlie's throwing, like, what the fuck? I'd be getting out of there, too. Does this thing not have autopilot? Can I not jump in the yeah, I was thinking yeah. the same thing. No, no, like, they, they said they said that uh, he, he, told, he said, guys, get out of here. I can do it by myself. And they're like, well, you you know, you got to be able to aim it just right. It seemed like it was a pretty straight shot to me. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the all these future of, iPods all over the yeah, ship. Yeah, with the technology no they have, like a surgical pod that'll just do any surgery you want, and you can't tell it. Well, no, no. Fly fifty feet that way. It won't do any surgery, but if it doesn't know it, all you got to do is hit like three buttons, and that motherfucker's gonna do it. It'll anyway. learn it. It'll learn it really quickly. And but I think what they need is they needed somebody up, somebody on the side going, "Stay on target." 
<laughs> Almost there. Stay on target. <laughs> Almost there. Oh my god! So, all right, why do the alien ships look like a uh, ringworm, like a sickle cell, like like you know, like like the little like you know, if you get like a, it looks like a damn ringworm. You know the, the one that she flies off in the end because yeah. it, they made this movie called Alien, right? And they had this set where it was supposed to be a crash ship, and they made this design look like a ringworm. Okay, and now they're going fuck. We got to use that design. That has to be the ship. And the ship. Man, I thought when it started taking off, though, that man, I loved it. And that worked for me, dude. I when the ship that ship is flying, that you see he from is Alien, a sucker for nostalgia. Man. <laughs> no, man, like, dude, I you've seen that just sitting on those rocks in Alien, yeah. for fucking ever for thirty years, and you see that thing fly the way it moves. I always thought it was gonna look so goofy flying. Man, it they works. sold it. Yeah, because I mean, you look at it, you're like, how's that thing gonna fly? What's it gonna do? Spin around or like, where's the front? Where's the back? Where's the engine? I, don't know, I guess it just sort of looked how I imagined it would look. Really? Yeah. I mean, I always, I was always wondering, like, how are they going to make that fly? Is this, you know, like, because there's no, you can't see a forward direction really to it. Right. It's a little thinner on one side. Like I said, it looks like a worm, like a worm curled up a little bit, which is like that thing that came out of it. You know, like just the weird, all the weird creatures are kind of uh, squiddy or you know, reptile-y. Yeah, they did really go with the tentacle thing. Well, the, yeah, the with the weird vagina mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the snake thing, isn't that yeah. the, the earthworms that mutated? Yeah, but it, it, yeah. it opened up and had a weird vagina mouth, too. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is about to be. He's like, oh, look how cute it is. Like, fuck you, man. Are you, are you, what? This penis looking thing comes up out of the water. <laughs> it's like, with no. a cobra head, yeah. right? It's like, <laughs> I've heard like, people try to try to rationalize this online and say, like, <laughs> oh, well, he's trying to, you know, show off to his new friend. He's trying Whatever, to. Like, no, man. man like, <laughs> okay, well, this, no. This, this is where, like, the, the movie's inconsistent. Like, that character is scared earlier, and yeah. the whole reason he's lost is because him and the geologist are taken off, you know, because they're freaked out. So, yeah, him and the guy with the map. If you're freaked out, why the? Yeah, I just said him and the guy with the map <laughs> get the lost. The got lost. I'm a geologist. <sighs> I, lo- I love rocks. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Uh, that was good. Yeah. Look. I'm just a geologist. I like rocks. I love rocks. Now it's clear you two don't give a shit about rocks. But what you do seem to care about is gigantic dead bodies. And, and you know what? So remember how I said that in in Alien, the the crew they just didn't what the fuck they didn't know what the fuck they're doing. This crew's worse. <laughs> they, they don't know shit. And they're <laughs> supposed to know like, what like, they're like, doing, right? Like all of them. Yeah. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? They're, every single one of them are terrible and like clueless. Uh, David's pretty good, man. He just goes around and starts pressing buttons. And it's like, because, you know what, he spent time, because in, in Alien, they put the damn cyborg android, it, he was in, in, in the sleep chamber, you yeah. know? This one, fuck, man, he stayed up. He he was watching all their dreams. He was jerking off to all their dreams. He was learning different, like, uh, languages and stuff. Watching movies? You know, yeah, he was watching movies. And oh, that, um, Lawrence Arabia. That, that, that cool-ass thing where he he's watching their dreams, yeah. you know? Uh, and it kind of looks like, if you go into Photoshop and you go to the stitch effect... It kind of looks like the Photoshop stitch effect, where it looks like it's been like woven, like like weave. Yeah, it's got this really weird, and I like how they were blending in. Uh, so they're they're doing a scene with, with two characters talking while he's watching that, and then they start bringing up themes, and they kind of like bring those in, like you know, like the cross or whatever. It's it's kind of like a subliminal. The as you watch something, apparently the themes of other things pop in around it. So I thought that was kind of neat. Oh yeah, you can see like Shaw's mom when she's like yeah, talking yeah. to her dad. Yeah, yeah, Those are cool. It's kind of giving it's like a memory getting, within a dream. Memory, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you're getting different layers of stuff. It's kind of how your brain would work if you're thinking about looking into someone's thoughts or, or whatever. Why would you put that on a cryopod though? 
I, what, no, what, what I think robot. it is, is, is like he, he, like I said, he, he's, he, he's tapping into the computer. The computer's keeping your brain active. I, I know, but why, why would you want anybody to watch your dreams? I don't think that they knew, because that, that, that's why he's like, how, how did you know that about me? He's like, well, I watched your dreams. And like, are you fucking kidding me? That's oh, like, I see. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I just yeah. thought that that was just like, he was oh, just you, doing that's it. an invasion of privacy yeah, moment. Yeah, he was totally so. just doing it, you know? I, I just I, figured I it was some sort of weird safety procedure. Or like, it could be the corporation, you know? Like, there's... They need to be able to make sure these people's brains still active. So, hey, is she dreaming? Yep, she's dreaming. It did make it creepy, though. Like, made cryosleep very, like, I don't know. Like, somebody could always be watching you at any time. It, it's it's actually very probably a way for him to do uh, covert ops on, on actually all the people to just find out yeah, things on them to I, make sure that they can control them how they want to control them. I don't know about you uh, guys, but I've had dreams that, like, I've woken up from going, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Why am I so hard right now? <laughs> <laughs> I've got the weirdest boner. <laughs> and I was just dreaming about David Hasselhoff. What? Watch him eat so we know what his dream that he wouldn't want to share would be. <laughs> Wasn't that the worst old age makeup that you have ever seen? Yeah. In yes. And, it, it like, and even like the, the things that give things like that away, besides the really plastic looking faces, the hands. They left his hands normal. They're his like these eyes. really thin, he dainty does. hands, and you got definitely wearing all this mask. Like you, you, you should. Oh, have the you toenails were fucking awesome. Though. Did you guys oh, see that shot of oh, his with, toenails? With his, like, with his foot like had been uh, like you know because I've I've seen older people's feet like oh, uh, where they nasty. get uh, malformed like that. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly. The, the, oh, oh, all clean. You know, <laughs> like washing. The it's eyes very clean to me. Bother me because like old people's eyes droop. Right. And his eyes are all like perfectly in place, just old all around it. It played in the yeah. weird hologram where he came out with his dog, you know, and I was like, they made it look a little cartoony. And he, and I was like, well, that looks a little cartoony. But then when you look down at the dog, the dog looks a little cartoony. So you're like, okay, so the, the, that's just the way that this hologram thing works. But when we actually meet him, okay, so let's get back to that. So she she goes in and has this, the cesarean section. Right, and, and, and removes, removes the alien out of her body. And then for some reason, she's like hobbling around the ship, and no one gives a shit. And then she happens to just walk in on, like, out of nowhere. Because like, his room is unprotected as yeah, shit. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. She just happens to, like, walk in on that, on that guy. Like, didn't that seem like that was just, like, out of nowhere? And, like, they, they were just trying to move the story along for some reason? Like, cause oh, she's I think, like, I think yep. it's because he was up at that point, And it's, you know, like, they were going through the whole... I had to stop and rewind. I was like, "Did I miss something?" Because it felt like it felt like I missed a chunk of the movie. Because it's like it's like he's just popping in like, "Oh, well, well, there's this guy." Well, she's out of it for a while. It's a weird edit from when dude gets flamethrower. The weird yeah. thing to me, the weird thing to me is that she just goes into Waylon's room and there's nothing to stop her. Oh, they just look at or her they, like they don't, right. they don't give a shit. Well, what if she was like there to kill him? Like he well, has no security for like no, the richest no, guy in the no, world. No, there's there's four other people in the room. There's uh, two doctors and two security people. They go in engineer room with them. You go up to the White House and see if you can just walk in to the Oval Office. Stumble in with your with Man, your right. staples. Look, when when she got out of hand that one second, Waylon was like silence her, and they did it. I mean, yeah. I, I'm I'm just gonna say, you see if you can get that close. Fuck. See if you can get that close to the owner of FedEx. I, I don't think he was. I don't think anybody was looking at her as a threat, though. At that point, you know. Yeah, that could have just thumped her in the head, and she'd have fallen over at that moment. Yeah, I mean, it's like she just hobbles in. Like she comes in and she falls down. The thing that I think is the weird thing there is nobody gives a shit. No, nobody gives a shit. Look, we're gotta go see an alien. Fuck you, honey. I don't care what happened. To you. Yeah, you, you zip up, baby. You're going to. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? like, and she's like covered in blood. Yeah. Fucking staples in her stomach, and you guy got your dicks. It's kind of like how people die. The um, deleted scenes. Yeah, not not. I haven't seen them in a while, but I didn't rewatch them right before the podcast. But yeah, 
what does the engineer say back to David? Man, that is a total look. Wait, wait what that is just is that? to sell the Blu-ray and DVD. That's all that was. What he was doesn't scene? say anything back. What he says is, it's just so okay. You remember, like when the engineer first uh, first wakes up at the end of the movie, where David gets him up, and Wayland's like, uh, "David, uh, I forget what he says, but he's like, talk to him." Yeah, yeah. And then David says something to him. Well, there, it's like there's like it's subtitled. And it's like, hey, this guy wants to live forever, and the engineer's like, blah, blah, blah. In the movie, he doesn't say anything. He just, like, rips David's head off. Yeah. yeah which well, is pretty fucking gnarly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't need it, because what he says is, like, a bunch of nothing. It, I think it's funny it, that... It doesn't they, give away any clues. That was just a marketing ploy. <laughs> mm. yeah. I, I love how, they, like, you know, when, when things do go down in this... They go down and they go down fast. Like when, yeah. when, when the when they he's like the the thing attacks the dude's hand and, and he can't get it off and it breaks his arm and shit and he's like cut its head off and he does that and he just blows the uh, blows the fucking like acid everywhere. Rocking man, that's bad fucking ass. When they think that they're gonna like just talk to this dude, he just like goes crazy like you want him to. Like like this giant dude just starts beating everyone's ass. It's amazing. And that uh, fightful. That, I mean that. I mean, there's a lot of action that goes on there, and a lot of people die, but it's so quick. Yeah, I I don't even think I realized until this viewing that Fifel takes an axe into the back of one of the guys. Yeah, I think I missed that. Every yeah, time. It, that really weird curved axe thing. It's, it's very oddly yeah. made. It didn't it didn't look very practical. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It looks cool when Shaw's got it yeah. though at the end. It's just like well, that's that's weird. But it's a very cool weird axe. But the, I will say that the flamethrower scene was pretty hardcore because you totally feel it on all the actors. Even Charlize Theron, she starts seeing the guy like convulse, like you know, and it's like basically burning. It's just like kind of has this like breakdown moment. But yeah, she set that stuntman on fire yeah. for real. <laughs> I don't blame her though. Oh, dude, hell no! I wouldn't have let dude back on the ship no, either. It was done. I mean, like by yeah. that point, they, they everything in this universe happens really quickly. Like they, they everything gestates and like grows very quickly. So basically, by the time that they, okay, so why did they park so far away? You're gonna fly into this place. I would like land right on top. Is he gonna park and then like have to drive a, a two or three miles to get to the uh, pyramid that you found? You know. What? <laughs> <laughs> so Ridley so, Scott could get those <laughs> helicopter shots where I mean, they saying, follow. So, the if, if they would have parked closer and that that storm was coming and they could everybody could have gotten and, in there, then we yeah, wouldn't have had the problem. Been, he wanted this really <laughs> exciting part where there's a storm coming and they have to race back to the ship. If yeah. they'd have parked right there, that would have been really boring. Yeah, they'd just walk. Oh, oh shit! Like, there's hey a storm guys, coming. we're gonna open the door. There's a storm coming. Just come in. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it'll be here in about an hour. And we couldn't get that really cool line where Charlie's Thrones like, "You got 15 minutes, and I'm closing the doors." You know, like she right. t- turned the bitch on. In the Total Recall remake, they had these really cool like little cameras. That have you seen? Yeah, seen that? Yeah. Where they throw them in a room and like they all go around the room and then they can visually see like the like the, like it's kind of like you threw a handful of GoPros in the room, but they go stick in every single corner, and so you can kind of see in the room. In this movie, they have these awesome probes that just like, all right, go, and they and they fly oh, they everywhere. Oh, the pups with the yeah, red light, and, and they and they just and they map out the entire place without you having to go through it. That is freaking amazing. That is now a what I don't understand thing. is why the fuck did they <laughs> land and go? Let's go check it out instead of okay, let's go throw some pups in there, yeah. let it map out, see what's in there, and then we'll go check it out. If they'd have done that, everybody'd still been alive. Well, <laughs> well apparently, apparently the pups don't really they, they go over things and and they'll. For some reason, even though they're not around, they start checking to see if there are uh, life forms and stuff, and they do see that a little bit. But it didn't seem like it really caught anything. It just kind of mapped out the whole. Yeah, but you'd have had a map. Yeah, the engine, like the um, geologists and the biologists, would have been alive because they right. had a map. Everybody had known. Okay, they well, did shit, have a map by that point. Why couldn't they get room. out? That didn't make any sense. They, 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 they got lost because that was after the pups had already gone through. Yeah, no, that's that's the 
That's one of those complaints of the movie. It, 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 sh- it should have been yeah. just like you're like you're playing Elder Scrolls. You get a waypoint, make a left here. You're like fucking just keep walking. You know, the guy <laughs> that released the map making devices somehow cannot read the data from them. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. He even has that cool line where he leaves like, you know, it's time to release the pups. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, arr, 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 and he like releases them out. Really, really amazing technology. That's that was a it great idea. It would have come in really handy 50 years later when know, they, right? they're looking for the alien in the ship <laughs> and they have to send the guy up into the shaft. Man, just think if they could have sent He's a little life chasing probe up. Yep. Yeah. I'm telling you, but at some point, technology is going to downgrade and they're going to get. I, there, it's a depression. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's going to happen because that's what's going to have to explain how how in you know there was some big war and there's a depression and and they, all of these ships are pretty much handmade. That's why they're so dark and like a bunch of dick, craggy looking shit. And even the outside of them are. That's why the really corporation pretty. is so determined to send these. Sh- they're just they need the money. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I will say the ship in the in the, in the trailers for Alien Covenant. It, they do look more like Alien. Than, so it's getting more that way? Yeah. From what I've seen in the trailer, it does look more like Alien than, than this film. It still looks, you know, hologrammy and stuff. Are you, are you guys going to make me see this next movie in 3D? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't care. Okay. Yeah, I, I probably won't either. I'll, I'll I don't really do... enjoy that. I, I don't see 3D very well. I had eye surgery as a kid, and it didn't really show up very well to me, so it's just kind of really fucking annoying. Man, they barely show They don't even do 3D at the Paradiso anymore. Really? Yeah, they nixed it. So I guess 3D... Is 3D dead? And it's on its way out, man. Good. You got three theaters in Memphis that show 3D. I'm okay I with mean, that. I was always, yeah. a, I'd go see it in 2D, and if I really liked it, then I might check it out in 3D. I saw Mad Max a couple times in 3D. Dude, what a cool Mad movie. Mad Max yeah, is that good was in 3D. Cool. That was really good. Have you guys talked about that good. yet? Yeah. Uh, did yeah I, miss, I miss all the yeah, good man. ones. <laughs> Episode number six. Wow, that early. Maybe cool. seven. Uh, maybe Road Warrior was six. We did Road Warrior and uh, Mad Max. So are you guys going to do four? Uh... <laughs> isn't there alien isn't there 4. alien four uh i don't know i haven't they, seen it well th- that's what this is all about right <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't seen this before you know yesterday so. i don't i don't really have anything positive to say about it it doesn't matter yeah. you gotta finish the series <sighs> i you know maybe after alien resurrection comes out if if people request it or if, if people want to covenant oh yeah that's right what did i say resurrection, resurrection. oh yeah okay so is that four yeah yeah it's four I mean that that, oh, that man, could that so could bad. be the one where we just get really drunk and just like trash it, <laughs> or, or 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 you do an actual like uh, kind of like a riff tracks where we actually watch it and like talk about it while we're watching it. I would do that. <laughs> oh, we, we have talked about doing a drunken podcast. Let's where... do that on four. I'll, I'll, I'll I would do, do that. Yeah. No, all right, okay, all right, all right. So here we go, <laughs> listeners. After uh, Alien Covenant, we will do a drunken podcast commentary for Alien Resurrection. What, what do you drink, uh, Jeremy? Listeners, you don't know this, but uh, uh, Brian and I are drinking wine throughout all these, and everyone I've, I've come to. Let me give you a little clink here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we we drink a little red wine. Uh, what, what's, your, what's your poison? Uh, either Miller Lite or Miller rum and Lite. Coke. Okay, so I'll, I'll bring some rum and Coke for you. I'm what not going to let you drink Miller Lite. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. All right, look at this. Now that we've, uh, we've planned all that out. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to see behind the wall there a little bit. <laughs> Now, I was just wondering because I know you guys did three, so I didn't know if you were going to jump into four. Like it's like part of the series. Is it not considered not, canon? It is, but it's not really Ripley's story because it's not really Ripley. She's a clone. And right. It's not really her. Nothing really matters afterwards, like story wise. Because does the that story tie ends. into Alien versus Predator? No, those all take place um, before Alien. Those actually take place in uh, modern times. Have you guys done the Predator movies? No. So cool. So so we should do that. Then we'll do the Predator movies, and then we'll drunkenly do Alien versus Predator. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! 
I'm sorry. I don't mean to be throwing things into your season, but uh, your series. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can sit down to watch Healy AVP again. Uh, that, that's that's one. You know, it's like every every five years, I'm I'm good. Maybe every ten. Really? And see, so, that's on my. I don't ever want to see that again. List. Well, is it that bad? I haven't seen it. No, right. it's not that bad. It's got some moments. It's got some moments. No, it is fucking terrible. No, look the the queen being locked up in the chamber is pretty cool. That's that's pretty awesome. And there's one scene um, <laughs> with the predator. Like there's like three predators and they get in a fight with like these three aliens. The problem is it doesn't last very long, but it's an amazing sequence. That's awesome. Yeah, like the my favorite part is when the alien gets his tail cut off, and you know it has acid for blood, and yeah, the, it's it, just spraying. The only time the alien has ever taken advantage of it is unfortunately in AVP, where he like takes its tail and it starts whipping it up in circles and throwing the acid at the predator. Oh, that's gnarly. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. They do some smart things with it, uh, fighting wise, but the story is just so stupid. You know, uh, speaking of story, I, so I, I was listening to like, you know, they do these uh, behind the scenes featurettes with, you know, this is Guy Pierce talking about, you know, Prometheus and, and they're they talking about how that this is part of the same world as Alien, but this is a standalone. You, you can watch this one by itself and, and it's, it's like it's like this standalone thing. It's, it's, it's like they were being fed these like keywords like you need to guys you need to say Look, they are this, 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 this is these these are standalone movies that they're going to be you know, you know whatever this movie does not fucking stand alone it just it just it just it, it is what it is I, I would say it's fun it's gorgeous uh, there's some really amazing stuff in there and there's and when the when the scares happen but man uh there's some filler in there too baby it just drags in some places yeah i think with the britley scott what was it like it, it shares some of the dna of alien is what that, the fuck that? does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? It's either an alien prequel or it's not. Like, come on. I, I, I guess he's trying to be funny because because we're it's kind of we're seeing origin stories, you know, so about having to deal with DNA and all that. So yeah, way to be cute, you know. Thanks, really. <laughs> yeah, the movie is paced weird. Well, I don't know, man. Is it paced weird or does it have tonal and thematic issues? Yes. I, I don't. I don't know if it's so much as like the actual pacing of the story. It's just it's. I, I think I it's all movies should be able to evolve. I I, I totally agree that like I, I, like sometimes you see a movie and it, it starts out a certain way and then it changes its its theme. So you go from like a a standard like uh, comedy and then it flips into oh here's a great one from Dust of Dawn. We have this movie and then all of a sudden it's a fucking like horror like you know vampire movie. Yeah okay, but I would say that first act feeds into the second act. Right. Well, this one does too. In the in that you know it, it it's just like it's basically it's a clone of Alien. These people land, you know, like they're having their breakfast. They you know they 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 all wake up. They're doing their thing. Difference though. Okay. What what's the difference? Is Alien doesn't hit you with all this philosophy stuff. It doesn't try to get you to think on this philosophical level. And then all of a sudden, you're on a train of monsters trying to figure out where the philosophical stuff fits into this monster attacking this giant blue guy, and this worm is turned into a snake. And I I think that I think that it's kind of suffering from the uh, George Romero thing, where you can't just make a zombie movie; you have to make a, a statement. Okay, it's so like, I don't mind the that, that's what that's what he did with all of his films. Like you look right. at like Dawn of the Dead and all that, uh, you know, make, talking about consumerism, and then even Land of the Dead, they're talking about how the government and right. all that. So he has to he has to hide a like a moral thought into it. Like I don't mind the philosophy. I think I want a bridge. I want some sort of moment, even if it's just like a couple of lines of dialogue that sort of ties. Gives me a little bit more of a concrete. Now we're into this, and this is what's happening. Right. Like, the first time I saw it, 
I was still trying to figure out, like, okay, like, I'm still thinking about all the questions the movie has brought up, so I'm having trouble enjoy the carnage. Right. And now, like, I know that I'm not going to get the fucking answers. <laughs> so now it's like, I don't care about that stuff. I'm just ready for the carnage. Well, I don't understand the movie's point, man. To like, make money. That's what I was going to say. Like, you guys have seen it multiple times. So on a repeat visit, because I haven't seen I've only seen it once. So on a repeat visit, do you do you catch more of a theme? Or do you catch, because, like, uh, no, like you really. don't. No, I mean, I mean, look, dude, there's a lot of questions this movie raises. And. Like there's a lot of things that the the movie will parallel. Like you know, we talked about Vickers and uh, Wayland and David, and then there's Shaw's whole story of her spirituality and her face, her her face. Yeah, I think it's designed to make you ask questions. But where does it go? Well, it definitely proves that you cannot trust a fucking android. They're always working for the company, <laughs> and they're you know they're all they're company men. Except Bishop. Touché. You gotta give it to Bishop. Yeah, yeah. Bishop was cool. Android and aliens. Yeah, I just I don't I really know how all the, the the themes and the ideas how any of them connect and what is Ridley Scott really trying to say with this film? Is he trying to say that like that's a, I don't think he's trying to say anything. I think he's posing questions. I think he's trying to set up the mythology of where he's posing questions. Yeah, he's like, hey, look, these guys made us. Now they want to kill us. Who made them? I don't know. God. See, am I wrong in that they that they're trying to kill okay, us? Okay, well, I, I could have got I could have told you that from the fucking beginning of the movie. These guys made us. Who made them? I don't know. God. Well, they asked. See, that I can question. do that right now. No, they asked the question in the movie. They, they say they I know. said over that, and that, over. They, actually, they, 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 they say that like, well, who made them? I don't know. Yeah, it's... you're the movie. You tell us. <laughs> I didn't write it. And, and I'm here to enjoy it. Don't make me think about it. And furthermore, why why does that matter? I mean, who who cares who made them? Why are they trying to kill us? I I would say that's the more interesting question. Like, there's just no. I guess my problem is it's so ambiguous with a lot of these um, little story things that there's very little visual elements to like 2001. There's visual elements like I can see what's going on with what they're doing with their camera work and what I'm being shown and I can make logical jumps very easily. This one is just like, eh, uh, I don't know, dude, I'm just guessing here. <laughs> well, I think that's all you yeah, that's really all you can do. Uh, did they did they create us to on Earth to basically so they could go and re-inhabit it themselves? Basically, is, are, are we just priming the environment for them to come and live? I don't know because they they had to have gone back. Like after they made us, they had to go back because the those mo- cave paintings exist. Right. Well, that, that's another question. It's like yeah. why why do each of these uh, like civilizations all see the same star pattern that they can't uh, can't uh, know? Because you have to get to a certain point before you can even see it in the in the galaxy. That shit's true. <laughs> I saw it on Ancient Aliens. Ancient Aliens? <laughs> I'm not going to say it, but, like, Aliens. I'm just saying. But, uh, you know, so, so there's just a lot of weird plot holes like that. Like, you know, they, I, I get that they that they found the, you know, the different paint, the, the the cave drawings that all led them to the specific, you know, like, star system. Where you can, like, read into, like, maybe the engineers were unhappy with something that humanity did. I don't Maybe we invented a new technology. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a, in fact, Wayland made these androids. I want to backtrack just a little bit about the black goo here. I was talking earlier about, about rules and all and all that other stuff. The one thing I'm really unclear with the black goo. So Holloway, the Shaw's boyfriend or husband, I don't think they say say whether they're married or not. He gets infected and he gets sick and it looks like he's starting to die. Phil, he gets his helmet melted with like that uh, that worm thing's acid, falls into the black goo, right, and he turns into a crazy zombie. Why are those different? I mean, they're both human. It's both black goo. Am I crazy here? I I think they're just trying to go with like how you come into contact with it can 
vary what it does to your that's what i got from or that. each canister is a different creature or a different strain of who, yeah, goo who knows? <laughs> you know we just have different kinds of goo here yeah we, we got we got the black goo and then uh you know what's it at the beginning floor? it was kind of gray kind of like had a I little think, bit different color i think halloway got the little drop in and he ingested it where the other guy Fell in it, and he also had that thing go down his throat, didn't he? Yeah. No, that was the other guy. Uh, that was the no, biologist. No. That had he the had the up. acid on his face. Yeah, and it's like his helmet like comes in and sticks on his face, and he got it externally as opposed to internally. So I don't know. I don't understand why it made him into a zombie. Like, well, I get that because it kind of like it mutates the worm, so he's like becoming mutated. He's no longer himself. He can't speak. And we also don't know what would have happened to Holloway. If they hadn't have caught him on fire, may have been. Oh, I guess that's true. That may have been a cool experiment to like keep him locked up. Let's see what happens to this motherfucker. Right. No, they had to go burn him up. It's exactly what I would have done. Oh, dude, yeah. Everybody complains about Elizabeth Shaw, Nomi Rapace's character, where she's running around with staples and she can she can run around and she's fine afterwards. Man, I don't really have a problem with that. What I have a problem with in her character is her boyfriend or husband, whatever, he dies, and she doesn't seem like she gives a shit, but for no. maybe like two seconds. Right. Well, she she did later find out she had a alien growing in her stomach. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I see that, but there's like, I don't know. I guess there isn't a moment for her to, to weep ever. I guess that's a point. But I would have liked something. She never gets closure, man. Give her a break. <laughs> it's kind of like on Star Trek. When someone dies, they just don't give a shit. And they're like, all right. Shoot him off into space. That sucks. <laughs> but it was Spock, sir. Put him in the torpedo and, and shoot she, him into space. Come on, we got things to do. Can't you fix this in an hour? <laughs> Holloway was really wearing a, a red suit underneath that. Uh, <laughs> underneath that awesome space. I did like the spacesuits. Those were pretty cool. No, they were cool. Yeah. And you know, uh, for some reason in all these movies in these spacesuits, they put these LEDs in that light their faces and you know that if that right. was really real, you wouldn't be able to see out of right. those things. It'd blind you. But but and it was actually kind of funny in this one the space helmet's actually a little bit oversized and at the, when they at the beginning when they first put them on they're kind of clinking into each other and stuff so they they kind of make yeah. a little bit of humor out about like I got these giant <laughs> domes on our heads, you know. Yeah, it would make more sense to have the light going out away yeah. from the face, not exactly. onto the face. But you want to make sure you can see. I was telling him if we ever make a space movie, let's let's make each person's suit a different color so we can follow who's oh, so who you can know who's who. Action yeah, moments. yeah, it makes more sense, you know. Do some they, Power they, they do Rangers shit right. with Zordon and everything, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Are you guys excited about the new Power Rangers movie? No. I've already seen it, man. Have you seen it? Is oh, it good? Uh, I don't know. I'm not really a Power Rangers fan. I w- took my kid to it. He's but, super into Power but Rangers. But you know if it's a good movie or not. Is it good? Uh, it's not my cup of tea, man. You know, if you're into Power Rangers, you like that show, it's a big screen adaptation. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the first half isn't isn't actually that bad with the kids just, you know, being in trouble. They're kind of like a dysfunctional breakfast club. Right. That's yeah, not, a, not a show I ever got into. It gets two Elkins out of three. <laughs> we only go to three. <laughs> it just stops there. It just, it just stops like, at three. Fuck it. <laughs> We're too lazy to go to four. That's way too much effort. When I was a kid, I was totally into Power Rangers. Yeah, I kind of missed that. that was, yeah, that and my crazy. mom used to make fun of me. She's like, "You're too old for this." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> I'm I'll show you. I'll start playing magic cards." I'm 25. What do you mean? <laughs> no, man, seriously. I was like probably eight, 17, 18 with Power Ranger posters on the wall, you know, still. I, I guess I was just, I guess I just missed it. Because to me, it was, it was, it was just a kind of a weird ripoff of Voltron. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's totally Voltron. When do I get a Voltron movie? It's coming, right? Aren't they going to do that? Man, they've been talking about that for like, what, five, six? I feel like they've been talking about that for ten years. If we can do all these like terrible it. Transformers movies, we can get to Voltron, right? Yeah, we yeah, should we be able have to. to. Have you guys done the Transformers movies? No. I'm going to no. make you guys sit through some terrible movies one day. <laughs> you know, I've only seen Transformers 2 I've once. seen the first two, and I haven't seen any of the others. I actually like the third one. Really? Yeah, three's not yeah. terrible. In the second one, where, where it kind of cuts weird and goes to, the, like, the uh, they're out in the desert, and they start, like, Let, all right, let's explain what's happening so far, basically. Like, fuck this movie. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. that. Uh, anyway, so. I felt dumber coming out of that movie than right. I did. Like, I felt like my IQ dropped. So, unlike in the Alien, you know, third one's not so bad. Fourth one's okay. Kind of goes the other way around. <laughs> yeah, the th- I think the, the, in the Alien thing, like, the, the third one, is, it could just be summed up with three words. Poor David Fincher. Like, you just feel sorry for the guy. Like, you, you, you see, he's got talent. But all of the shit that's piled on top of him to make that movie is just like, yeah, I can see why it turned into a clusterfuck. So what was the problem yeah. with this one? Why did it become a clusterfuck? <laughs> you know, there's no ah, excuse for this. You yeah. know, uh, really, Scott had complete control of this film. And lots of time to get it done. So. Yeah, man, he sat in a room with uh, a writer and a bunch of uh, just concept artists and his production designer with a bottle of wine, and they went to town for months. This one, they're setting it up. I'm telling you. There's got to be one or... We've got a new movie coming out in a week or so. There may be another one after it, but, you know, but I think that they're just... They're, that, that was just the, the cap, you know. They're, they're, they're setting us up. We're going to get the whole shaft uh, this next time and see. What did you guys think of the end? Like, was that satisfying enough for Elizabeth Shaw's going off with David to the engineer homeworld or wherever she's going, wherever they came from? I think Charlize Theron's death was a little weird uh, because if, if something if something's rolling a certain way, like the shit. Okay, so basically the the guys you know become heroes. They get really excited about about to die that they're about to die, and then they fly the ship into the 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 giant um, uh, ringworm. When else do you get a chance to save all of humanity? Right, I know, right? And go down in non-history. No, that's cool. The they, that they, did it. they go straight to the Jedi heaven. I understand. Right, they they become the blue guys. I get it. So anyway, so so the so the the, the ship doesn't explode. Their their little uh, the Prometheus ship explodes, slams into this giant ringworm. The ringworm falls and like rolls like if you just took your wedding ring off and rolled it across the floor. It rolls down. Frisbee so if you light, yes yeah, and for some reason it just happens to roll just to the end where it falls. You know, probably fifty. You know, I'm gonna say three hundred yards behind our main characters who start to run. So if you look back and you see this thing is rolling at you like a coin, you don't run in a straight line. You just take off running the opposite direction where it's going to go, and then try to aim yourself because eventually it's going to fall over, and you want to be in that right center part or left, yeah, You're right or left. You know what? Even makes it even worse right, is Shaw falls yeah. and rolls to the right or left. I, can't I think she goes one. right. And all Charlie Sharon Thart whatever Charlie's Theron. All she has to do is look back and see <laughs> that Shaw has rolled out of the way. Yeah. Then she would have known to take a step the other way. But yeah. no. She is determined. She is gonna keep running on this one singular path. Right. I I do like how she falls on her back and she sees it coming. She's going, oh, shit. <laughs> I, I will play devil's advocate. I was watching this time. Okay. There are a bunch of rocks in their way on the left and right side does kind of give them like a little pathway to run. So, I don't know. They should have ran to Brian Elkin. 
But anyways, after that, it is, and it I is thought crazy. I was an apologist. <laughs> after that, I well, thought he, he does put a little something there. I, I thought it was very, very, uh, you know, you, you just, as with everything, you remember an alien, it's over, but it ain't over. You know, we finally get that little breath, and so she goes back and she thinks she's gonna, you know, gather her food. She gets her little pouch and starts packing it up full of stuff, and then of course, as with everything in the alien world, everything grows very quickly. So her yes. baby. It's like hungry as fuck. It wants mama's titties so bad. It's like, ah! It comes back, and then there's a great it little moment It looks a lot there. like her, too, doesn't it? <laughs> has her, the same weird accent. Yeah. <laughs> you think Romy Pace looks like a, a vagina? You think she looks, her face looks like a, a certain, vagina? A certain part of her probably does. Oh, because that's what that thing looked like. It looked like 50 vaginas like spreading out at you. Was, oh my Did God. you notice that, that the weird little like cry, the cryosleep bikini got a little wider in this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still, still wearing it, but like the 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 it wasn't that one inch strip around the nipples. It was actually a full. Maybe on. she just has bigger nipples. Yeah, yeah. like dinner plates, like giant. I liked it. I liked it though. No, it was sexy. Yeah, their their underwear. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was cool. All, all anyways, the it, it, cool. I felt nice. Hope it's it's like we set it up. You know, we go back. We we run into Michael Fassbender's head. Uh, you know, apparently he has a giant dick. By the way. Uh, I was going to throw that out there. <laughs> what? You should, you should, Somebody saw shame. Uh, no, I didn't see shame, but uh, I, I think you should like look that up. It's very interesting. Apparently, Liam Neeson and Michael Fassbender have giant uh, like Evian bottle-sized cocks. Uh, That's kind of fun. Cross, it's uh, fun to look up their... Their cocks, huh? No, there's there's like uh, like you know. You uh, said it. Hey, look, what else Ma- are you gonna do? You Michael know your Fe- boy? Liam Neeson's cock is so big that when he gets a lap dance, he also gets a pole dance. It's there's a bunch of stuff like that out ah, there. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Sort of the Chuck Norris world of cocks. Yeah, but, but it's all about cocks, <laughs> and that that actually stems from another podcast uh, called Hollywood Babylon. So that's where I'm, that's where I know that from. Oh, uh, all right. okay. Well, there you go. But anyway, so so basically, all this happens. We, we we run back in. We set up like, okay, cool. This movie's about to go into a third act because you know we we've, we've already been sitting in this movie for two hours, right? It, you know, it feels like we're we're setting up. You know, but yeah. basically what they're doing is they're giving you a cliffhanger. It's like, oh, and it's like he's like, so are we going to set a, a a course home? No, take me to where they come from. Yeah. So and we ran out of time. So yeah, you don't it's, get it's, the third. Like, act. Oh, by the way, all right, so we're at two hours and eight minutes. It's time to stop this motherfucker. So just end it. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Well, I mean, it's a it's a cool last shot getting that deacon with the the second jaw or you know. Second mouth, whatever. Oh, it kind of comes out a little bit at the end, you know. Yeah, which, it's which, not quite the tongue, but it's like you know, it's like a, it's like another jawline. I think that's that's what kind of gives into what you were saying earlier. How it's not the alien that we're used to. It's it, it's not quite there. Yeah, I think this whole thing is about evolution, and, yeah. and we see, uh, you know, it has the same head shape. It kind of goes down to the point. It has the same gremlin, long gremlin type arms with the long fingers and all that, but the mouth isn't quite there. You know something I noticed this time, never noticed before? It had an umbilical cord when it came out. It did, and they rip it out. And I'm pretty sure it had a little placenta sack with it, too. Yeah. During the abortion scene? No, I'm talking about when the alien deacon is born out of the oh. out of the um, engineer at the very end of the movie. Yeah, it's it has an umbilical cord, if you watch. It's attached to it. You know what I noticed that I had never noticed before? What's that? I told you. Um, David's uh, thumbprint oh, yeah. has the Waylon logo in it no way yeah. yeah oh that's awesome when he's holding a black goo Vince was like, how did oh. you know that like like you, he spotted it that's that's really cool <laughs> and, I, and i was like no way i was like dude we got to rewind that that's if that's on there that is amazing yeah his, his thumbprint's got a little little w that's awesome little yeah, wayne he, enterprise he's trademarked. W. so you guys have seen all the all the films uh way more fresh than i have and, and apparently the whaling corporation and whatever is talked about a lot uh in the other movies 
Is that true? Yeah, they come up. It's it's it, 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 it's an established world. So, did the character live up to what was established pre- in the previous films? Because like that that character is apparently supposed to hold some weight. All these, had hired all these people before or whatever, right? I, dude, I'm not. I haven't seen Alien versus Predator in a while, but I'm pretty sure Lance Hendrickson's character character is Waylon in that too and in in avp so when prometheus came out it's like oh so that just negated that whole movie oh so that totally fucked canon on that yeah i'm I'm, i have to go back and look at that but i'm pretty sure lance hendrickson's playing Waylon. so it was the same corporation that's funded alien the alien expedition and all that right yeah still so by that point the uh you know guy pierce's character's dead by that point, yeah, obviously. Well, no, a- a- AVP takes place before Prometheus. It takes place in like... Oh, it's a prequel, prequel, Yeah, prequel. it takes place in like 2005 or 2000. Whenever the movie came out is when right. it takes place. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, I don't know, man. I, I felt the end was very, very unsatisfying. Like, it was, it's cool seeing that Alien is, is the last image, and I think that's that's a good image to end the movie on. But right. I, I was expecting another 30 minutes of film. There probably is. There probably is shit. There's probably an extended cut. It's on the flip side of the Blu-ray, even though the Blu-ray is like printed on that one side. If you just go ahead and flip it on that side, you it gives you the it gives like, you the four-hour cut. <laughs> she goes to the planet. She answers all these questions. It's amazing. There's there's scenes of her sitting around talking to the android. We're like, <laughs> I, I do love how Twenty Century Fox just like marketed the shit out of that Blu-ray. Like the back of the box is like questions will be answered. No, they won't. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, there's no questions answered. I mean, they were selling that thing hard. I think they knew people were, you know, I mean, I'm okay with, like, ambiguous science fiction. Like, I'm fine with that. I don't need all the answers. But when I don't understand, like, the theme of your movie and what you're getting at in terms of, like, all this religious aspect, it's, it's kind of confusing. And you see, I didn't even catch the, uh, I, I remember the Christmas thing. Because the guy's setting up the Christmas tree, and she's like, what are you doing that for? It's Christmas. I don't give a fuck about that, whatever. And then them making the, the ties to the Christmas and, and then the Immaculate Birth and all that. It's all in there. Like, you know, now that I think about it, it's actually in there. Yeah, but I mean, it, yeah, it, it was, character, where's a cross? And, yeah, it, it, oh, oh, and she's so, so adamant, yeah. like, where's my cross? Like, damn it, you know, like, like I, I, need, I need that back, you know. Which I thought it was kind of weird that he was keeping that from her. Instead of, uh, it was on the ship that crashed. right. It's oh, I put it in my pocket. Lucky yeah, yeah, no. you. yeah. I got. You can go, go pull that out of my pocket. <laughs> I got that, and all the instructions on how to fly this thing. We're good. Yeah, yeah. Got the manual. Oh, you know, I did like that when when he's watching the engineers like uh, fly the ship. Did you guys notice the engineer p- picks up like a little flute? Yeah, 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 and play. It's like music. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. And, and, it, it, <laughs> that was that was nuts. How, how is he seeing these things? Have you guys played the game um, Dark Souls? No, I haven't played. Okay, it so when you played through this game, uh, it, it's you're actually online, and other people have already played this level, and you see their ghosts go through, kind of like in this movie. You know, they, they see the people running down the hallway, and the goes and the dude, the dude goes under the door and gets his head chopped off, and then that's how they go and find the head and take it back because because the dude like then is able to open the door. In that game, you you kind of see where people have gone through in ghost form, and you kind of see the way to go. In this movie, they do the same thing, but why is that happening? It's like the black box of the but why facility. Is it? It's showing what happened. Yeah, it's like a recording system. Yeah, it's a recording. And it's really weird. Like it's just like like it kind of comes out of nowhere. You like know, like if this house had it tomorrow, you could punch up what happened in studio, and you would see us all sitting. Okay, here. but but if I told it to do that, but it just seemed to happen very randomly. I think it, David turned it on. 
David does some I was missing that. I was like, what the fuck is everything happening? Everything comes on, and they're all like, David, what did you do? And he's like, I didn't do anything. Yeah, he finds that stuff that you th- almost think is acid when he gets it in between his fingers. Right. And it's, it, I and think that's part of that the stuff. technology, because he's all like, ooh, this is very interesting. Hitting the little buttons. He starts thingies. massaging the, the crevices of the wall, and, and things happen. Yeah, I, I I did like that how like all their uh, technology was like holographic, I and that was consistent throughout. Like there's yeah. no monitors or anything. And, and the buttons, in the buttons were like big mushy, like yeah. on, the, on the console. And you can you know? even pick up their holograms, like they picked up Earth. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. And it vanished. Again, the design and everything is so consistent. It's just the story's not. <laughs> I you know, but I, I did like it. I did like it. Two two Elkins out of three. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best I could do. No, uh, I'm gonna say it's a solid six, to- solid seven out of ten. Well, we'll see. I, you know, I, I think it's pretty good. It, it's what worth watching in the series. Did, did it did it give did it lend to the series for you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, okay. yeah. Aliens, Alien, Alien Three, Prometheus. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I, so, that's, so that's how you rank it. That's how it. Yeah. You think Alien Three is better than Prometheus? Alien Three is better than Prometheus. Yeah. Yeah. I would disagree with that. Yeah, I, I I enjoy it more. I can sit down and watch Alien Three and just. I, I don't think know. that's nostalgia, man. I, I think he has a giant band. No, of I mean, Alien dude, 3 like I, 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 that's why I said my nostalgia for Alien Three is is rooted in hatred. <laughs> like that's when I hated that movie. Like uh, you know, a, a love for that film came about later. And I would say, if anything, it's not nostalgia. It's the love of the Ripley character. I find Ripley more fascinating as a character than anybody outside of the android in this film. Like, who can you identify with? Who are you rooting for? David, the android? He's not even human. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's something Ripley Scott's yeah, trying to see, say with the movie. In 3, I thought Ripley was written sort of... I thought she was uninteresting in, in 3. And it's... I don't know. To me, it's, it's, it's not a bad movie. It's just not a good movie. It's what? sort of a forgettable... And that's one thing I can't say about Prometheus is it's not forgettable. It's I don't a, think I don't think Alien Three is forgettable. Man. I think it's got just as strong visuals. Eh, I disagree. I, I think I think Fincher's visuals and Ridley Scott's visual, visuals are very. I can't I can't forget any of those visuals. It, it, even their bad movies, like you know, people forget about the game. I mean, there's shots in the game that I still remember. I remember Michael Douglas. I love that movie. Looking at that clown, right when he, the clown the clown doll shows up in his house, and there's that side profile shot yeah. where he's looking at it. Dude, I will never forget that ever. What a great movie, man. Yeah, right? Have you guys done that movie yet? No. Fuck, we need to do that one. Alien 3 is the only Fincher film we've got. <laughs> <laughs> so we did Gone Girl, didn't we? No. So uh, We did something the last time I was here. It was like favorite death scene. So what was your favorite death scene? Oh, wow. Um, in this? In this, in Prometheus. I don't have a favorite. I, I, you know, I, my favorite scene's the uh the abortion alien abortion oh how scene. gnarly yeah that, that that's because you actually feel you feel the tension of that especially when it comes out and that and that thing is holding that little squid thing in there and yeah. she's trapped in in with it yeah actually i i, I was like oh shit actually i felt the i felt it you know i i, I got really like uh and it like uh tense at that moment so i was like oh wow the movie hits that alien uh yeah i don't really highlight. have a favorite death scene in this uh, I mean, the, I like this. Like, I like the scene where the big white blue guy, rip, the engineer, rips David's head off. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't die, so it's not a death scene. I like the abortion scene, but nobody did not dies. Kill, did not kill everybody else who was standing there. Like, starts smashing. Yeah, but like, but he starts that, like crashing, yeah, crushing yeah, heads. Yeah, dude, after, he, he throws everybody across yeah, the yeah, room. Yeah, but, but after he, that, he starts I mean, punching a head in. I think. Like, yeah, it's after he rips his head off. It's like okay, it's just carnage for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. People die dumb in this movie. It, it, that comes to the, like the, the the crew was definitely like, oh, "What's going on over here?" <laughs> Let's fly into the ship. Let's run a straight line. Let's touch the big snake. I'd probably have to give it to Holloway. Holloway's death scene when he gets the full body burn. That full body burn's pretty bad. That dude, yeah, you totally feel it. Yeah, you know, that's cause good. Because they, you know, it, that that's actually the only time that I felt that Charlize Theron's character was a little bit like you actually saw it. Human, she, human, yeah. I guess we haven't talked about the fan theory of uh, Charlize Theron's character being a robot. That's Vickers. bullshit. She's just a heartless bitch. <laughs> That's yeah. all we need to discuss. It. It's bullshit. She's not a robot. She's definitely not a robot. But we, we, that does get us to the thing that we uh, want to talk about here is that you know that where she throws in this single line about uh, you know uh, thank you father or whatever. So this is like really terrible exposition where you know where they just oh by the way that's my dad. It's like it. It didn't have the Star Wars impact of you know. I am your father. It's more like, all right, Dad. I do like the uh, every king has his reign and then he dies line. That, that that was that was good though. Just die so I can take all your shit, Dad. All right, <laughs> come on, don't be a dick. I want all your shit. You're rich. That's good. It it, sh- it shows their relationship. Sucks. You know, but 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 it just kind of like it just feels like it's thrown in there. It's like, it's like we need to say this so we have a little bit more depth for these characters because we don't, we, don't, we don't really have time to give them a full scene or arc together. Let's give her some motivation for being a bitch. It's just this cold, like, just completely well, it fits blank. into the Prometheus thing. Explain that to me, like the Prometheus thing. Like, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, we, we, we talked about that uh, just briefly earlier, but, like, uh, Prometheus makes man. But he did not create woman. woman. Okay. Yeah, and then, you and, know, Waylon. Makes David, but kind of disowned his own daughter. Oh, this is right because he's—he, I'm sorry, he, he says you know he's like this closest I ever got to having a son, right? But not yeah. really, you know. He, kinda... he doesn't really care about his daughter, right? Yeah, but she's going to inherit his kingdom, which and makes he doesn't that... want her to inherit it. So it's actually funny because they play that a little bit on her face during that scene, and you don't know at that point that that's his daughter, and you know. Oh yeah, of... when they're doing the exposition yeah, yeah. with the uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You told I, you told see, see it. I don't remember ever not knowing like. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's 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 in that one scene where where he goes and talks to her. I guess I just knew that. And then she says, "Thanks, Dad," or something. I guess I don't remember seeing it fully the first time because I don't remember ever not knowing she was his daughter. Like that wasn't a surprise. I don't remember being like, "Oh, Oh, trust me, wasn't a surprise to the audience either because they just blatantly just said it." Where you're just like, "Okay." It seems like it I makes mean, sense I even, in hindsight, but I even have like that memory of like knowing she was his daughter when. He says the sun line, and it cuts to her, and it's like, oh, she feels slighted. So I don't, I don't know if it's just like I'm remembering it weird, or if I just, that's just guessed it that's way early in the movie. It's just filmmaking foreshadowing. It's kind of like when you, when when uh, early in the movie where they talk about how somebody's the bad guy, and they just kind of like linger on a linger on a reaction shot of somebody for too long, and that's the person. You know, eventually you find out. You know, it kind of sometimes they. Do a little like foreshadowing that way. To the kinda... one that I always think about is Star Wars Episode One. Yoda and Mace Windu are talking about the Sith, and then it cuts over and it just lingers on Palpatine just for a moment. Yeah, and you almost want to go <laughs> like a big red guys. Brang, <laughs> <laughs> It's this one. <laughs> oh, guys. Uh, <laughs> I think we're at the end of our conversation of Prometheus here. Uh, do you guys have any closing thoughts or anything you you wanted to? No, I'm good. <laughs> Jared, I'm excited to see the next one, dude. I am too. I think it's going to be awesome. Have, have you guys uh, seen that little uh, seen the little prequel video? The, no, uh, you crossing. Were, you were no, going to show yet. it to us. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you guys should watch that. Uh, we posted it on our Facebook page. So if we have you a have Facebook it, page. That's right. If you haven't seen it, 
uh, movie crew pod uh, on Facebook. You can go check that out. We we posted that. It's it, it's on the Alien fa- Facebook page, which is it's pretty cool. You guys should check that out for all your updates on Alien Covenant. So, guys, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E at gmail.com. We're on Facebook, on Twitter, at Movie Crew Pod. Benson, where can people follow you, sir? At J. Edward Benson on Twitter. Jared, where can our audience follow more of you? They can get me on Twitter at Jared B. Callen or on Instagram at CheckTheGate. Oh, you, 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 you know, oh yeah! I always feel weird about plug, plugging other podcasts. No, other podcasts. man! Oh, pl- please, please plug your <laughs> yeah. other. Plug yeah, your so show. Uh, check us out at shutupandlistenpodcast.com or don't be afraid of the dark.net for don't be afraid of the dark with Josh McLean and Jared Callen. We like to close out the show with a little bit of the soundtrack, and tonight is no exception. We're going to start off. We're going to play two tracks from the soundtrack. We're going to start off with track four, uh, titled "Life," from composer Harry Gregson Williams. And then we're going to be playing track number 18, Friends from the Past, which is composed by Mark Straightenfield. Harry Gregson Williams only did uh, two tracks. It kind of carries the theme of Prometheus in it. And then uh, Mark Straightenfield did the rest of the score. So take a listen to this. And um, on the second track, Friends from the Past, you can actually hear some of Jerry Goldsmith's original score from Alien. It's a nice little callback. Give it a listen, guys. Enjoy. Enjoy. 